0: Welcome to the Real Estate 401k Show. Here are your hosts, Ryan Gertis, Mike Weinstein, and Justin Frederick, helping you build a legacy of wealth through real estate. Powered by the Recon Group at West USA and the Frederick team with Fairway Mortgage. NMLS number 625918. Well, on occasion, it happens, that shiny squirrel. We take a look and we just start running. And last week, and we encourage uh, you guys to go back into an earlier podcast, which we did just on the acquisition of land and and all that goes into acquiring land. Uh, The intent of that podcast was to be about constructing and building building construction and loans and things like that. And so this is going to be a little sequel to it. So let's just jump right in. Uh, Justin, I buy a piece of land and now I've got a one, I've got to pay for the land and two... I've got to pay for construction of that. How, do, how does that work? What are your recommendations? And, and walk us through that. So
1: you don't actually have to buy the land initially. A lot of people think that you have to start off by buying the land, close on the land, and then you can start the construction process. You could actually do the whole process together. I mean, it's a little bit, you, you're jumping into a lot of work, Uh, initially, especially after you listen to the land podcast of how much goes into going through that land, the inspections and the civil engineering and uh, all kinds of testing. It's daunting and overwhelming. It is. is, It's a lot. Um, uh, I think it comes back to everything. You just got to have a plan. But you can buy the land and have your full budget put together for the, the purchase of a home or the construction of a home All for five percent down, okay. Uh, Meaning, um, all that costs together, you can put five percent down.
0: Now that's uh, that's up to a million dollars. Then that would mean financing the land as well. Correct. Okay. Correct. Because typically, Ryan, we're kind of I'm not gonna say taught or trained, but the main train of thought on this is you typically just don't go out and get financing for land by itself. You typically want to pay cash for land, not to say that there aren't finance options, but not
2: necessarily going to be the best rate terms and rates. Yeah, that's been the typical kind of path for most people. So wh- where did that myth come from? And, and <laughs> Ethel well, and, and yeah, from Sun City. Right. When you're dealing with
1: construction loans, it's it's not your, your typical not in every case of Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac or your conventional type of loans. A lot of times you're, you're borrowing portfolio money and portfolio money, meaning banks money. Um, and with that portfolio money or banks money, um, you're getting their set of rules. What they feel like is, is good terms or good for them and good for their customers on what they're going to offer you. So uh, they're not standard rules across the board. Um you may you may come up with uh, one bank that's offering you well you're gonna need to put 20% down uh, up to conventional loan limits you may come up with a bank uh, recently um, um, I had a customer who did 10% down for up to 1.5 million construction including the land this is a I don't know about you Ryan this is like a game changer for me
2: it could it can change a lot of it change a, be a game changer for a lot of people because, that's the biggest obstacle is, you know, what's the money part of it? Right. And, and That's
1: the biggest part of it. It's it's managing and, that budget and building a property that you really want,
2: right? Right. And so how does all that play into if, like, well, let's just say I were to go buy, like, a million-dollar piece of land, but I only want to put, you know, basically a million-dollar build onto it. Are they still going to assess it the same way, or are they going to change the numbers up on that, or how does that well, work? Well,
1: they're going to assess it by like getting are, your land, what are, what making what is the sure ratios? the value – and that's, and that's hard to say, but as long as it all comes through on the appraisal that it's, it's going to add up, it's, mm-hmm. it, it'll work. It will work. There'll be a product for but it. But you would have to
0: have, like, you, you've got to be almost ready to build. I mean, you've got to have blueprints and you've got to have... Not necessarily. Okay.
1: Um, and I'm just going to use my purchase for an example. Um, we weren't even in the market to build a property we were we were looking in a specific neighborhood and when we found this piece of land which the the owner broke up into three parcels and we didn't know it was happening but when it when it happened he put it on the market immediately as three different parcels we we were like well we want this piece of property we had always looked at that piece right. of property so we just jumped on it right away. Um, and luckily I'm in the business, so I, I knew where to find my construction loans and um, went straight to uh, uh, my source and was like, this is what I want to do. We got we to gotta put this all together. And she's like, well, you need a longer close of escrow. And luckily, typically on land, we're getting longer close of escrows. Right. Um, and that gave us enough time to do everything we needed to do on the land, um, uh, Start our our process of architectural engineering, um, and uh, close on the land and really get our plan put together. Um, and we closed on the land by closing on the construction loan. So we we had the basics, but we were able to make adjustments to the construction loan as we actually started getting bids. So we didn't have our full bids in right. by the time we closed on the construction loan. We only had a base. Uh, uh, price that we were estimating it was going to cost. So then are there
0: are there like payouts if if I cuz if I got a piece of land, let's say $500,000 piece of land and I got a $500,000 build and I close, I'm I'm not needing the entire
1: $500,000 to build portion Correct. of the loan yet. There's there's draw periods. Gotcha. So there's initial draws which would be maybe possibly your land, your permits, your engineering, you can finance all that stuff. Now, based on how much stuff had to go into that, uh, I, I wouldn't suggest going that route because it's a you're, you're putting a lot of effort into third parties to get you everything that right. you need to get that done. I would highly suggest um, to make the process a little bit smoother. I, I would, if you have the funds to buy the land, do your architectural, get your engineering done, and then get your construction right, loan. That's ideal because it gives you more time for figuring out your your uh, speed bumps per se, or or figuring out you know we want to make this change, and not just jumping into something going right after it without having a time to look at it. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, yeah. So I guess my question to that is, do they care about cash out of pocket or equity? What I mean is like let's say i were to either get a really good deal on a uh, acre or lot or whatever or maybe it was maybe it was bequeathed to me and i paid nothing for it but then i turn around and i say well this piece of property is worth 500,000 dollars is the bank then going to say well you don't have any skin in the game so we're not going to give you 500,000 dollars worth of value out of it cuz you didn't have to come up with that cash out of pocket
1: good question and it's all about that appraisal and what it comes the 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 completed property and what the value is of that completed property. That's what that's what they'll allow you to work off of. Got it.
2: So yeah. if I was given that $500,000 piece of property and I needed a million dollars to build and the appraisal said that it was worth two million whenever it was said and done, I could conceivably come out of pocket with no money and build that, that no, property? No, you're still
1: gonna have the, the down payment, the minimum yeah. down payment. So. Uh, I believe at $2 million you're going to have, at $2 million total, you're going to need to have 15% down in order to make that. I believe it's 1 million, up to 1 million I believe is 5% down, uh, which I have a a person for, up to uh, 1.5, 10% down, and then up to 2 million is 15% down.
0: All right, if you'd like some more information about building on land and construction loans, we want to encourage you to... uh, Text the word land to six two three a z recon again. Text the word land to six two three a z recon. Right. I don't know if we had another question, but um, definitely feel free to jump in. But you know, most of us are are typically familiar with. I'm going to go out and buy a home and get a conventional product, an FHA product, and if you've served this great nation, you know, thank you for your service. But maybe some sort of VA product. Um, what are some of the nuances and what are some of the differences between saying here's a home at 123 East Main Street, four bedrooms, three bathrooms, it's already constructed, I'm going to put you know, 5% down and get a conventional loan as opposed to now here's a piece of land. I want to build. I need to get a construction product. What are some of the nuances? Some of the differences? Whether it's qualifying and, and so forth.
1: Well, as far as qualifying, you definitely need to have reserves. Uh, they they look for a, a good amount of reserves to make sure if there's anything that comes up along the way that wasn't expected. They want you to be able to uh, fund that difference because they don't they don't want to come out and not have a completed product by the end, right? Um, also. Uh, You're typically going to get an arm uh, through a build, through the build period. Um, And typically it's an interest-only product with that arm during your build. Um, But you're going to want to refinance that after everything's said and done. And some of the construction products come with a a one-and-done close. So you'll close on the build. You'll be interest-only with an arm. And by the time you're done, they're refinancing you with the same information that you had for free into a 30-year fixed note. Um, I, I, I feel like that's, those are the biggest things as far as the, the qualification purposes, because realistically, debt to income ratios are, are pretty much the same. Down payments are, are pretty much the same. Um, it's the reserves and, and knowing that it's interest
2: only in an ARM product. So the the experience that I have, the majority of the time, the way that the draws work, is let's just say, phase one is hundred thousand dollars. That's going to be civils, that's going to be architecture, maybe some dirt work, um, you know, maybe maybe a little bit of, you know, utility stuff, um, that comes out to a hundred thousand. Generally speaking, I had to come up with the hundred thousand dollars, and then once that work was completed. The lender came out, made sure that the work was done, and they reimbursed me back the hundred thousand dollars, and then and then I rinse repeat until the project's completed. Is that how it's working over there with 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 the products with no what what I, your what, downline?
1: What, I, what we're seeing is the the GC gets all the invoices from uh, the companies that are subbing out the work. Um, once they receive the invoices, they're actually submitting back the invoices on the budget sheet showing what's... The first draw is going to be, and then the GC receives the money, and then the GC dis- uh, distributes it to the other subs. So the,
2: is the GC with these products, are they they getting paid up front so that they can go purchase materials, pay guys, and kind of get the ball rolling? There's, or are they getting paid after the the whatever that schedule was for has been completed? There's
1: a percentage up front that you can take for materials. Um, so that that GC can hold those funds and use those with the subs as they go on. So obviously after they're being reimbursed for the first set of subs, then they they still have that money left over from the, the initial draw that they can use for the other subs that are coming in afterwards. Got it.
0: Well, I, I, I don't know whether either one of you really can answer the question, so I'm going to throw out a question that we may have to revisit another day but I'm throwing it out there cuz I need to put you on notice Curtis we need to get Danny in here and talk about the GC element but what how do you how do you figure out who's a respectable and a good GC or not because if the GC is collecting all of these invoices and the banks paying the GC and then the GC up front
1: and the GC skips town it's got to happen frequently I feel like it's got to happen. I've never heard of it happening myself with my clients, but uh, um, uh, the bank does work on on these GCs. Um, I would also highly suggest reading reviews, no matter who's referring you this GC or where you're finding them from. I would read reviews on these GCs um, because as we all know, uh, typically you're not getting what you're paying for a lot of times out of these GCs and you're, you're ended up having to do a lot of work on your own. Um, I was lucky, my GC really good friend of the family. Um, so right there all the time and, and helped me out and was on pace the, the entire time.
2: So my answer to that and I, and there's probably more to it that I'm missing, but it's been making sure that they're licensed, bonded, sure. Um, but then checking into their insurance and making sure that you have construction insurance on it, because it may mm-hmm. not be that they skipped town; they they could have gotten in an accident. There could have been uh, some type of you know, unfortunate event that went down that right. makes it so that they can't show up. And it could be, couldn't may not be nefarious at all. It just life happens, right? And so, in case something like that happens, is there an insurance policy? backing up the losses yeah. not only the not only the construction losses but the losses of time because you as the as the consumer the one that's actually forking out the dough that time is money and i know that's an age-old proverb but at the end of the day it's real when you're literally forking out cash yeah. and, and you're seeing no progress done on your development for month over month because someone got in a wreck or you know god forbid they didn't show up or just skip town with uh with you know a $50,000 draw. So definitely vet your contractors, yeah. make sure that they have the documentation, the insurance and the reputation and reviews to back it up before you go sign it on the dotted line. With
1: them. Well, the bank's definitely gonna make sure that they have the, the license, the bonds, um, the insurance that they need to carry. Cause One thing we all know, the people that have the money, they're going to make sure that everything gets done correctly so that they don't lose in the end. It's
0: good to have the money. Yeah, Mm -hmm. It's good to be king. All right, if you'd like some more information about uh, the construction process of actually acquiring a piece of land and building on that piece of land, Justin definitely is the resident expert. All you got to do is text the word LAND to 623-AZ-RECON. That's the word LAND to 623-AZ-RECON. Thank you for joining us on the Real Estate 401k Show. If you want more information on how to build wealth, click on the link or text us at 623-297-3266. That's 623-AZ-RECON.